Welcome back, everybody. We have got another episode for you here on the ROI Podcast, presented by the Kelly School of Business on the IUPUI campus here in downtown Indianapolis. I am one of your hosts, Shane Simmons, and have Phil Powell with me, who, as you know, is the Associate Dean of Academic Programs for the Kelly School of Business. How are you today, Phil? I'm doing great, Shane. Always, always a good day at the Kelly School. You're right, Phil. And this is episode 38 we're hitting now of the ROI wow. podcast. I mean, really, time, uh, flies. T- time flies. It's hard to believe we're on 38. We're closing in on 40. But uh, we're going to be interviewing or having you listen to part two of Dean Eide Kessner's interview. Uh, you know, we hit on part one last week, and if you didn't get a chance to check that out, I suggest going back and listening to that because we had a really interesting discussion about the core characteristics of an impactful leader. But in today's episode, we're going to dig a little bit deeper and talk more about the emotional drive that great leaders have, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with the right team. And we'll even talk more about keeping yourself away from distractions and being able to perform at your highest level. So, Phil, why don't you go ahead and take it away from here? And you hit it right, Shane. This is all about performing at the highest level. People must have three things, the talent to succeed, the humility to grow, and the tenacity to persevere. These are the values that we have embraced here at the Kelly School of Business. But as an executive, your mindset has to deliver into results. You're measured based on outcomes. So I asked Idy, how do you know on a weekly basis that the organization is moving in the right direction? What really has to happen is you have to identify measures, multiple measures all along the path. Simply setting out the end goal, which is important for getting everybody on the page, setting out the end mission and the goal of the organization, very, very important, but not enough. You have to have metrics and measures all along the way that tell you you're making steady progress and give you opportunities for, um, for celebrating within the organization that success. And that first requires knowing your mission, no doubt about that, requires that you Uh, translate that mission into goals, no doubt about that, but then it requires you to set up measurable objectives that are very specific, quantifiable both in level and in time, and those measurable objectives have to fit your organization, have to fit the tasks, the projects that you have, the, the responsibilities that you have. They're unique, they're customized for each organization, but they have to be there. Bottom line, you've got to understand your mission, translate it into goals, but just what you said, have measurable objectives that are very specific to the task or the project that you're working on that, are, that happen all along the way that guide you and tell you you're still on the right path or no, you need to do a U-turn or you need to turn sideways in order to move yourself in a different direction. Now, those key performance indicators or what a lot of folks call KPIs that ID mentions may be unique depending upon the task at hand. A KPI for advertising may be your total revenue generated compared to amount spent. Or if you're talking about something like, you know, boosting company morale, those indicators could be something like survey responses, or they could be a number of days people called off sick, or, you know, more qualitative type measurements as well, right? Exactly. But ID says the implementation is the same. Focus on the objective, monitor the results, 
and keep your eye on the prize. I want to key off of something you said when you started that question, and that is, uh, how do you how do you deliver on all of this? Basically, knowing that you're one person with limited hours and and perhaps even limited capabilities, and I think the ultimate answer is you have to surround yourself with people whose talents are a good complement to yours. And that means you have to be very self-aware. You have to understand where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And then you have to surround yourself with people who fill those gaps for you. Trust that they're good people. Hopefully you've, you've made the right decisions about who you've brought in. And recognize that they are going to be able to do their jobs. In fact, because they fill your gaps, they're going to be able to do their jobs better than you would be able to do their jobs. Think about what ID just said. You have to surround yourself with a team that complements your own strengths. That's where diversity and talent can really play a vital role in a successful organization. Here's a great example from ID. Now I'll give you an illustration for me personally. I, I do think I actually have some self-awareness about some of the key weaknesses I have. One of my key weaknesses, I'm, ex I'm extremely risk averse. I'm a very risk averse person. But in this job, you really do have to take some risks. You have to place some bets down and you have to try and move the organization forward. So I tried to surround myself with people who are willing to take those risks, willing to hold me responsible for moving the organization forward by accepting the fact that they have to hold me to the same standard. And, and I think that that's important. I didn't surround myself with other risk-averse people. I surrounded myself with a team of people who complement the few issues that I have that are of concern to me in leading this organization. Now, the final tip we discussed with ID when it comes to running a successful organization has to do with passion and getting everybody on board with the organization's mission. This is important for two reasons. It prevents burnout and it creates passion. And passion is what drives innovation and creativity which can produce extraordinary results. It's not work when you really enjoy what you're doing. Um, I learned that lesson from my father. My father was a, was a stockbroker and he would, he would work all day in the office and then he'd come home at night and he'd study the market just intensely, hours on end. He wouldn't go to bed until late and he'd be studying for the next day to better serve his clients. He so enjoyed the stock market doing well by his clients, making great recommendations. And he always said, I, I'm not working. This is my passion. This is my hobby. This is, my, this is what I enjoy doing. So I think it is, obviously, to stay focused on what drives you and what gives you energy from the organization, what inspires you, what makes you feel good about the job you're doing. And if you can't answer that question, if there are not things in it, you need to be preparing yourself for that next position, for that other position, whether that's advancing yourself educationally so that you're ready for that next step or looking for other positions that can speak to you, can speak to your heart and soul. Life is way too short to be in a job that is sheer drudgery, that every hour that I'm there, I'm, I'm not enjoying myself. You have to find things that really drive you. Wow. Those are great insights from Dean Eide Kessner from here at the Kelly School. And our listeners should know that what you've heard from Eide is reflected in the way she leads our school on a day-to-day -day basis. She's an inspirational leader and the type of leader we want all of our students to aspire to. 
Well, Phil, what a way to kick off our CEO series, a two-parter from Dean Eide Kessner. And all of you listening out there, we're going to hone in on this again. Remember, you have to understand your organization's mission. You create measurable objectives, very important, and then follow through. And then you can take a look at your KPIs or your key performance indicators along the way and see where you need to adjust. But it's always keeping that organization's mission at the very core of everything that you're doing. And everything else kind of just falls into place from there. And so when you mix passion in with it, with that, which is what ID talks about, you know, that's when magnificent results can follow. And that's how great organizations succeed. And that's going to do it for our first CEO series interview with Dean Eide Kessner. And we definitely want to thank her for being on the podcast, sharing her time, sharing her insights. As you know, Phil, executives are very busy people. And so we have to appreciate her taking time to share some of her knowledge with us and all the listeners out there. And this is, again, just part one of our CEO series. We're going to be interviewing several others from all different areas of business and so be sure to tune in every single week to the ROI podcast subscribe leave us a review let us know how we're doing and we'll be right back here next week with another CEO interview take care everybody